Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3 of On the Nose, a podcast brought to you by myself, Sam Borja, and my co-host, Daniel DJ Galvan. Hola! Yeah, so um, for those newer listeners, uh, this is a podcast about nothing that anyone else is thinking of, I guess, and uh, everything that we're thinking of. Basically, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sammy and I were just talking about this earlier, and uh, yeah, I hope this is okay to say, but think of us as like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Yeah, big, uh, you know, <laughs> we're just, we're just the Seinfeld of podcasts. Yeah, we're just the Seinfeld yeah. of podcasts. Don't look that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Off to a great start. Yeah, fastest growing <laughs> community in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, right off the bat... Um, I've been wanting to talk to you, so I, here's a couple of things that I've seen recently. Okay. And I've been wanting to talk about this. I saw Jojo Rabbit. What is that? Jojo Rabbit is the uh, newer Taika Waititi film. Taika Waititi of uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Did he direct the... People and Thor Ragnarok. Oh, okay, okay, there you go. Yeah. So this is, well, my impression, I guess, is that this is his kind of passion project. Okay. Know? Um, I, I hear a lot about like directors taking one job, uh, one movie that will earn big bucks so mm-hmm. that they can fund their passion project. Um, and I think this is his passion project. So um, I, I, I didn't know a lot going into this. I knew it was about Nazis. Um, I won't spoil that much here since you haven't seen it and it's really, really good, so you should. Okay. Um, but it was basically, yeah, it's about, uh, it's about a, a kid who's grown up to be a Nazi. And it's hilarious. Okay. And so it's endearing. a comedy film? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not a comedic setting because, you know, it's shot through the perspective of a German boy who adores Nazis. Okay. And I wonder how this sat with a, a specific <laughs> group of people. Yeah, um, it's, it's good. You know, okay. watch it. It's hard for me to describe why it's not... Um, offensive mm-hmm. but it's really not um, watch it it's good it it, um, it it brings me to the point that ScarJo's really making the rounds these days yeah yeah have um, you seen Mary's Story I haven't finished it yet I, I haven't seen it either I thing is I cry a lot in movies um, I yeah. cry watching Mary's Story I have no doubt so I yeah I, I cry in everything um, so <laughs> no shame yeah. no shame yeah ScarJo Scar has been making the rounds. Yeah. Um, good to get some Asian representation, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what movie was that? Ghost in the Shell. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, disregarding that uh, jab mm-hmm. for a second here, I am a bit glad that ScarJo is making the rounds. Like, I wasn't just about to mm-hmm. ask if we're seeing this more as a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, and, she's immensely bad. She's amazing. Um, She's amazing. I saw a comment online that said that she was a, a character actor in a movie, in a movie star's body. That hmm. is to say, like her and Brad Pitt in the same, as in they're amazing actors, mm-hmm. but because they have immense star power and they're yeah. like beautiful people, they keep getting cast as movie stars, quote unquote. Right, right. That is to say, it's not that. Black Widow had the widest opportunity to commit all of her range and acting prowess mm-hmm. on the screen, you know. Uh, but she gets cast in those roles because 
well, she's like gorgeous, um, but she has. She is so charming. She, she? yeah. Um, just again, I cannot talk up Jojo Rabbit enough. I will not <laughs> spoil anything, okay. but just go watch that. It probably I is will. not what you're expecting. Um, great movie. Just bring okay. it to you. Right. So for me, I guess just to talk about Mary's story uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that Adam Driver and ScarJo were cast in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, I am such big. I am a really big fan of both mm-hmm. actors. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> for a second there, I uh, I was overthinking, but anyway, yeah, I'm a big fan of both um, individuals, both artists. I uh, absolutely love Adam Driver's Kylo Ren in the uh, Star Wars. Yeah, it's still a trilogy, right? The new one, mm-hmm. the one that we're, the the one that recently concluded. Actually, oh, we're gonna talk about Star Wars after this. Okay, go on. All right, yeah, and uh, ScarJo as, uh, well, I'm sure she has so many famous movies, and those movies came with famous characters of hers as well. But my favorite would have to be Black Widow. Um, I don't know if this is a good time to talk about Endgame for a bit, <laughs> but I uh, I cried in the cinema. I just called it the cinema for added effect. I mm-hmm. cried in the cinema when... Uh... Okay, first of all, spoiler alert, <laughs> but then again, I also want to like tell you off if you still haven't seen Endgame. What the hell are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Endgame is one of those phenomenons. It's like Star Wars, you guys. We're going to be spoiling both. Yeah. Um, I guess if we have a description online, we can just put out what we're yeah. spoil. Yeah, we can and, just know, warn them. Listen at your own uh, risk. Yeah. Risk. <laughs> you said at your own risk. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I first of all, I can't believe that Clint and um, Nat were paired off in a mission together, mm-hmm. and the mission ultimately was to. Well, it was so vital, but it was that vital, wherein only one of them would come back Mm -hmm. from it and I thought that was kind of unfair but then again it's show business I don't know what I'm saying but (laughs) yeah I I think okay so excuse me they've pulled a lot of like um, like stuff they've pulled the the rug out from under us a couple times Um, one it's amazing that Hawkeye is still alive Right? Because, I mean, they in Age of Ultron, that was their, like, switcheroo, right? They're like... Yeah, yeah. They're like, they showed his family. They, like... Yeah. Right? They showed him, like, having a good time. Like, he was kind of retired and came out of it. And what a, a good life that was. He was married to mm-hmm. Linda Cardellini, a.k.a. that girl from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, Velma from Scooby-Doo. Right? Mm-hmm. What a good life that was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, like... He was giving words of wisdom, and the, like I guess the the direction that they tried to point you in was that he was going to be the one to bite the dust. He's old; he's lived his life, and then boop, no, it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, they did the, they did it to us again. They did it again. They did it again. One where last he, time. He loses his family and blames the Japanese, <laughs> <laughs> and then just go, for some reason <laughs> um, ends up goes there on for a, a spree. While. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, you're like, okay, it, it, I guess it's fitting he's right. It'd be fitting for him to end his life here. And then they pulled the wool, uh, the rug out from under us. Um, and then, boom, no, it was uh, it was Nat who died. Uh, yeah. I, I also felt really bad. I guess that's, 
um, one of the things, so I just talked about how maybe she wasn't able to, like, really um, express the full range of her acting capabilities there, but regardless, we have been through a lot with these characters. I mean, that's kind of yeah, the, definitely. right? It's kind of the condition of going through how many movies together where this person is, like, in the back of your mind as a character that's there. Um, we just have to get attached. When was the very first... Avengers. movie released like I think it was Captain America or was it Iron Hurt, Man Hurt with um, um with with ScarJo specifically or just um just in that timeline yeah just in this this whole thing Iron Man Iron Man that Iron was, I think Man. 2000 2008 I believe god damn yeah right 12 um, years and it's it's even then like it's either Iron Man or the Incredible Hulk I pretty yeah, sure either. they released yeah. in the same year yeah. uh, but they kind of <laughs> weirdly excluded Ed Norton out of The Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. but kept the, time, the the story beats there yeah so and they kept General Ross as the same person yeah uh, but yeah I think Iron Man is like the official launch of the MCU okay um, and yeah. the Scar I mean Black Widow appeared in, uh, in Iron Man 2 right that was where yeah she came in so she's been there longer than most actually thinking about it but yeah so great and this is just me sharing a little bit more about the uh pop culture side of the whole thing mm-hmm. in some posts mm-hmm. whether it's Instagram or Facebook people actually take note of the characters from the MCU and mm-hmm. they align them with specific specific uh, zodiac signs mm-hmm. so I am a Scorpio I know you're a Leo right yeah what does that mean okay you go first and then you, okay you so apparently Black Widow or Nap mm-hmm. is a Scorpio so that means mm. just by association Black Widow and I share a few qualities allegedly mm-hmm. you know what looking looking back at it now it's the it's the whole mystery thing mm-hmm. You know, like, in Civil War, she was supposed to be on Iron Man's side. Or at least in terms of teams, mm. she was on the Tony Stark camp. Mm. And then she basically stopped Black Panther from coming after Cap. Was it Cap? Who was... Bucky, I think. Bucky. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, basically, right? Yeah. So it's just interesting, because I feel like in some incarnations... Mm of what I deal with every day like I could be like that too okay. but and considering that I am a big Doctor Strange advocate like I support like it's my fa- he's my favorite mm-hmm. um, MCU character mm-hmm. to date and I'm so excited for Multiverse of Madness dude oh. have you seen I don't know if this is verified have you seen that poster yes I have Jesus Christ dude yeah. what does that mean what does it mean Marvel is really good at I guess Disney in general is really good at making you think of one thing with their marketing and then giving you another thing. Like, they edited Spider-Man out of Civil War, right? Mm. Yeah, out of the trailers. Okay. Um, and then, they, bam, he's in there. So, I, I never, like, I, I, li- I watch these, these trailers and look at the posters specifically for the hype and never for information because I know they're fucking Okay, me. that's fair. <laughs> like, that's um, a fair approach. Yeah. I guess, on that note, I don't know who I am, um, star sign-wise. But I definitely always identify the most with the Hulk. He's always been... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's always been my guy. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the whole Jekyll and Hyde dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an even bigger fan. I guess this is one thing that, like, I loved Endgame. Um, 
and it's not that I'm sore that they did this. I just like uh, I enjoyed the way they did Hulk in Endgame. Uh, I just personally expected a different take because yeah. It, so for for the previous movies, um, all the way until even a little bit of Ragnarok, um, it was kind of tragic that the Hulk even existed. Mm-hmm. For the Hulk to come out, Banner has to go in. For yeah. Banner to go out, the Hulk has to stay in. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that they're the same person at that point. They're just seemingly two different people trapped mm-hmm. in the same body, yeah. and one of them has to stop existing for the other one yeah. to come out. So you're, you're rooting for Banner to take control, and mm-hmm. you're encouraging the suppression of the Hulk. Um, if you're rooting for the Hulk to come out, that means that Banner has to stop existing for the entire time that the Hulk is out. Um, and I guess I kind of get. I liked it because it was kind of... There's one scene in Ragnarok that I really liked. Um, and I, The Hulk was great. And I think the whole movie was fun. But there's one scene specifically that I liked where they go to um, banish the ship that Banner crashed mm-hmm. on Sakaar on. And then it plays an audio recording for Matt. Mm-hmm. And for a brief moment, the Hulk kind of loses control because he starts to get emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, he's, and Banner starts to come out. And the Hulk starts punching himself in the head. He wants to get himself angry. He knows that because of that, he's going to calm down and mm-hmm. Banner's going to come out. The Hulk's going to go back into hiding. Mm-hmm. Like So, I don't know. Imagine that kind of life where you're constantly vying for control and like the right to exist, which yeah. I know, I feel, is way too much to read into in this <laughs> like yeah. blockbuster film. But franchise. I feel you. Right? Like He's fighting for the right to exist. Yeah. Um, they both are. Um, and I guess Endgame Professor Hulk is the only way they could have resolved that mm-hmm. amicably in a nice Disney-approved way. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of miss the tragic aspect of that character where you have to sacrifice something in order to do anything. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, and that's my take on the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, um, related to what you just said, I feel like a lot of us... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> We'll edit that out for real. <coughs> I feel like a lot of us, though, in life, are we're Banner and the Hulk at the same time. You know, um, some of us are not exactly set <laughs> in one way. You know, a lot of us maybe in terms of profession and personality, we have like two things going on <laughs> at once. And yeah, it's like some situations you let. S- uh, side A come out or s- mm-hmm. some situations you let side B come out but then how do you like mm-hmm. make That's the a, two sides coexist I'm a big fan of that like idea of storytelling of the whole Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. thing um, I, I think this is something that uh, the comics so Hulk in the comics is, and he had a great he has had a great run and he's had great issues mm-hmm. but in terms of the most memorable stories it feels like a lot of times they struggle to write proper stories for the Hulk. Um, I think the movies had such a successful rendition of the Hulk because it's his basic intro. Mm-hmm. It's the basic tale of like one, two people vying for control. Now the question is, where do you go from there? What's your story after that? Like, okay, they're vying for control. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what happens when they coexist? Like, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, that's part of the reason why the comics have a kind of like in my opinion, like hit and miss with the Hulk. The Hulk has been written 
in every so and such way in the comic books. He's been transferred into a different physical being. He's been ha- he's had like several personalities and substance mm-hmm. of the Hulk, which is what's currently going on. Um, he's had he's been transferred into different bodies that aren't Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner has died. The Hulk has died. Like, and they just can't seem to settle on what is the formula of storytelling that they want to proceed with in comics because they've already told the story of Jekyll and Hyde. Um, now the current Hulk run, I cannot uh, recommend enough. It's great, but mm-hmm. it felt like before that, um, that's such a big part of why the Hulk was successful in film was because they got to kind of reset the clock. Um, and go like, okay, we can tell the beginning of Hulk's initial dilemma here, which is mm-hmm. which one of them comes out when and how you know Bruce Banner deals with that. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely like something that you know, like you said, resonates with yeah. everyone. Yeah. So, a lot of what you said about the Hulk, I have to admit, I never saw it that way, mm-hmm. um, especially in terms of the comic side. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like at least before when I was younger, mm-hmm. I always felt like. These creators, um, Ditko, mm-hmm. uh, Stanley, etc., they just come up with characters and they just release them out into the world, so a child somewhere or a teenager or whoever can find somebody they can, mm-hmm. um, they can like latch onto in terms of oh this is who I am this is who I uh, uh, identify with the most but I never saw it as a medium in the same way that you were just discussing, and I think that's interesting, definitely. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, so these creators put these people out, and then uh, that's the thing. After you create a character, it's out there. Mm-hmm. You can't put that back in the bottle. Yeah. Um, and then one of the examples I'd like to think of is Superman. So um, I was writing a piece before about why I like my... Like, I don't really have any idols in the real world. Right? I remember that yeah. piece. I love that piece, I, by the way. I, I like um, so. For example, if I were to pick a role model, let's say it's Superman, and 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 why is that? It's because when these people create these characters, they create them with a certain set of values. You know, mm-hmm. um, Superman isn't going to become racist. You know yeah, what I mean? that we know. Yeah, Superman is not going to. Um, the Superman that we know is not going to rape someone. Yeah, you know, he's or, so, gonna, or shoot up a school assault. or something. Yeah. Superman will always be um, the good guy fighting for good things. Um, and sure, there are always offshoots and like Elseworlds and like alternatives and different Earths where you know they can explore different facets. But yeah, Superman is good, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's every kind of character that they create has these kind of traits that they have to commit to. Um, unlike real life people who yeah, are more course. complex, definitely, and you know suffer to suffer yeah. vices and illnesses and, and everything yeah. and will disappoint you Superman will, exactly yeah Superman maybe <laughs> will disappoint me in some ways but he's never going to become scum exactly um, yeah. and I think that's that's a really interesting yeah. thing that these that like creators do when they put people out there they're putting them out there with the risk that you know even though writers and generations of new people will draw them in certain ways and redesign them and then reconceptualize them mm-hmm. they will always have to retain their like key features of, of like principles mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's something really interesting with I guess the way creators put people out there um, yeah 
I guess the stories that are being told are a little bit different. So mm-hmm. I was talking about how um, the Hulk stories kind of struggle, in my opinion. But this is what I what I think people either they refer to or they should mm-hmm. refer to as the Bane syndrome. The Bane he, syndrome. When Bane was put out there, his thing was to beat Batman, and he beat Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you go from there? You already beat Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This is it for you, pal. Yeah, this no is one, the last every, stop. <laughs> every, like, iteration in, in other medium that they put out, film and video games, mm-hmm. it just breaks Batman's back. They gotta include that in there. But then what else do you do with him? That's it. He just beats the Batman. Like, that's it. So people always struggle to write Bane. And I, I, it's yeah. always, like, really difficult to write a story out about, like, he had an amazing story where he beat Batman. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that's happened. The, you know, good guys lost. Um, but, alas, like, <laughs> after that, you got nothing. You just yeah, got Bane being Batman. Um, yeah. And I think that's, I don't know, something that the Hulk kind of suffered from uh, for a while, yeah. personally. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, I Have you seen, you've seen Star Wars? I have. But before we go to Star Wars, can I just okay. make some quick comments about okay, you know what? Batman? We're going to get everything out there before Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we when have we like... get to Star Wars... There is no stopping. Yeah, I'm coming for you. <laughs> right, go on. So first, first off, really great take on Bane. Like, really amazing. I have to say, dude, because it's like, yeah, it makes sense. So as a, as a songwriter, mm-hmm. you know, like, I kind of identify with what you're trying to say. Because it's like, when I write my own songs... I always have a specific format and an end goal in mind. What is it about, you know? And I feel like you can't be too ambiguous with these kinds of things because that, if your goal is to reach your listeners or have your people, your village, then you ultimately have to define that. And I feel like, much like with uh, songwriting, you know, the moment Bane wins, there really isn't, you know, it's like the song is done. The three minutes and 40 seconds are done, you know? So... Uh, that's I, I guess I just wanted to say that uh, yeah. that was a great uh, take on the whole thing also how great is the Batman trilogy like oh, the Nolan um, <laughs> endure Master Wayne <laughs> I knew you were holding that in <laughs> yeah I was <laughs> because I, you have to do the Bane shit man you have to do it when I was in Burma <laughs> okay the go. actuality and deception powerful tools for the uninitiated <laughs> but we are initiated aren't we Bruce <laughs> he stepped closer to the bike by the way for yeah, that last I am, part I'm a big fan of Tom Hardy's performance as Bane he is a huge fan amazing it is memorable okay you can talk shit all you want about the way his voice is but you remember the way his voice you remember that Bane dude. people people are um, talking shit about Tom Hardy portraying Bane or were at least more more and more to the fact that like oh you can't really hear him like yeah I mean I I get that people have made the case that maybe oh they can't hear him and I guess I've seen people make genuinely the argument that they can't or the claim that they can't Mm -hmm. understand him but like yeah I don't know I I never had a problem I guess you know I I remember all the lines and the the scenes and all the scenes you know you were Excommunicated by a gang of psychopaths. psychopaths. I am the League of Shadows. He's the best. Psychopaths. 
in terms of lines though my uh, I have to say that for me my favorite movie in terms of lines would be the one with Joker so that's like The Dark Knight mm-hmm. and uh, yeah there were just so many good lines like um, I'm going for a run <laughs> it's like uh, people are dying Alfred what would you have me do and you Master Wayne take it they'll hate you for it but that's the point of Batman <laughs> he can be the outcast he can make the choice that no one else can make the right choice and that was just like so iconic you know you hear, you hear that Jim and Sam what oh, oh my god I no don't call him out you hear that <laughs> okay first of all okay let me try to remedy this let me try to remedy this okay if this reaches the two aforementioned folks I am a big fan of your podcast by the way <laughs> So yeah, I remember they also had an episode about uh, the Dark... I think, yeah, they specifically talked about the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope I speak for Sammy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really big fans of that podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, that's actually my, still my favorite episode, definitely. Really? Yeah, okay, yeah, I same, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was great. Well, it's the first one I listened to. So Okay, it's, so it's, it's definitely just, memorable. It's memorable. And yeah. like, I just, I don't know, it was, a, it was a good time. It was a good introduction to how it just felt like sitting down with two friends and you know definitely yeah uh if i may add so yeah i'm really i'm such a big fan of their band too uh cheats Mm -hmm. uh they had kyle who is uh their guitar player i guess guest for that one who was also doing the impression so Mm -hmm. uh really really great episode and yeah we're big fans of the podcast guys yeah you Um, hear that kyle dan is challenging you i am not challenging (laughs) (laughs) an impression off (laughs) But can I just say, though, related to what you said uh, a few seconds ago, how cool would it be to be friends with those guys, right? That's, what always, that's how I always feel. It's, it's okay, so this is a weird, mm-hmm. um, what do they call this, like, para-something relationship? Um, what is, sorry? There's a term for this kind of relationship where it's completely one-sided. Um, so, for example... And I, I know it sounds uh, sad than it is. No, no. I mean, I have that too, right? Like, um, oh, come on, do we know that? No, no, <laughs> no I'm, I mean, I'm just like, joking. Um, I'm so, just joshing. Like, for example, we 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 feel like it would be great to be friends with them, um, and we feel like we know them. Mm-hmm. But we don't. But we know a voice that comes to us after an edited, like, like an edited podcast and sure it's mostly candid and I I believe that it's mostly like you know genuine and like mm-hmm. just just generally what they would talk about um, but like they don't know us at all there's no you know relationships are a kind of a two way thing and okay, we don't fair. know them and it's kind of weird I, I have that too I have um, YouTubers that I love um, I, I like uh, I wait mm-hmm. for their videos and I like getting their opinions on things and mm-hmm. it really feels like I, I know what they're it it's weird because you, I come out of it thinking that I know what their um, opinions of things are, but do I, or am I just listening to a voice that's reading text from a from a from a word document? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought that's kind of curious. Okay. Um, listen again, Jim and Sab, this is not uh, you know buy our merch. Um, <laughs> this is not a, a dig at all. We are big fans. We love just you guys. Was, really, I just thought that was a, a, a fun. There, um, no, it wasn't fun. Just to share as well, you know, since we're talking about Jim and Sab, uh, congratulations, by the way, because um, what their their youngest just got christened, I believe, yesterday, oh. and uh, 
it was the eldest boy's birthday as well, Pancho. Oh. So yeah, I saw it on social media. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, the point is we love the show. And to our listeners, hey, feel free to listen to Wake Up With Jim and Sab. They're on Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, feel free to uh, listen to their podcast. Uh, yeah. Podcast. I, I don't know why you would listen to us and not to them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I like how we're talking to them like they're definitely listening. But for you, Sammy, okay, first of all, way to ruin the fantasy. <laughs> okay, but solid point, solid point. Especially when you, part, part the, the, <laughs> when you got to the part about the... When you got to the part about the... The Word document stuff, you know, yeah. But hey, uh, yeah, where I mean, are we today? Wrong with that. Yeah, where are we today, by the way? Uh, where are we recording from? Oh, well, we're recording from the sunny isles of Isle Delfino in the Mushroom Kingdom. Hmm. Yeah. Um, do they have a seat sale for that? Yeah, Piece of Fair. Piece of Fair, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, grab it while you can. It's a great time here. Um, I think they recently had a run-in with uh, some Italian plumber um, kind of causing a mess of things on the island, but I think that's mostly behind them now, and the residents are ready to move on. So I think that's very admirable of them, and you know, it's a great, uh, great show of the Al Delfino uh, spirit. So is the Al Delfino a monarchy, or like, is it controlled by monarchs or something? Is oh, it- it's, a, it's a complete fascist state. <laughs> the people here suffer every day. <laughs> Viva la revolution! <laughs> Viva la revolution! <laughs> Make it a bit sexier with heat. Viva la revolution! Bella ciao! <laughs> Bella ciao! <laughs> la casa de papel, man. Arturito! <laughs> Make it roll, bro. Arturito! Okay, I know you haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually my favorite character. What? Seriously? Oh, okay, my to be fair. But I'm only like I'm not even midway in season one. But really, your favorite character? One hundred percent. Why is that? Uh, I without spoiling anything, he's like my like the he's without spoiling. Um, he is simultaneously extremely competent while being the most spineless person I've ever seen. Okay. Well, for me, I guess I like the professor. I don't know if this mm-hmm. uh, the professor is the coolest. Okay, I don't know if this will this will age well. What I'm saying right uh-huh. now because I haven't seen. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, the professor's cool. I thought Tokyo was also pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Apart from being very charming, I don't know. Just uh, yeah. watch that show, and I'll tell you why Arthurito is my favorite. Okay. He kind of looks like a local politician, though. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that meme. He's uh, he uh, the, he the, acts like one. Yeah. The the, the guy says, "Oh, you see Arturito, no, something like that <laughs> in a video." Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, going back to uh, uh, yeah, going back to what we were talking about, we we're talking about um, the uh, Batman trilogy. But yeah, really mm-hmm. great. Um, again, uh, one of the best, arguably the best performance of Heath Ledger. You know, I um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't, I haven't seen any Heath Ledger movies. Um, so I I, I I think when it was announced that he would be playing the Joker, uh, my impression is that there was a lot of like you know disbelief around that because he was mostly in you know a rom-com kind of person uh, this happens every once in a while like, mm-hmm. it happened with Matthew McConaughey too like yeah. you're just a rom-com oh rat oh rat oh rat sorry but like I mean and he was in uh, Brokeback Mountain which mm-hmm. I also haven't seen but you know that was supposedly an amazing movie yeah um, but man so for me it was weird because I guess I was I don't know if this is fortunate or um 
unfortunate, but I had the perspective of seeing Heath Ledger as not at his as Heath Ledger because I didn't know I hadn't seen his movies before. I specifically associated him as this unknown person who comes in, much like the Joker does in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's just this person that hadn't been seen before and won't be seen again. He's this just weird force of chaos that moves into Gotham and just messes things up. And for me, because um, I guess that's kind of like... Um, so, for example, um, Black Widow. I see Scarlett Johansson playing Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crips Hemsworth, I haven't seen him in anything before Thor, so he's in yeah. Thor. Um, in this, it's kind of the same. For me, Heath Ledger is the Joker. Yeah. Like, the Joker is Heath Ledger in the, like franchise that's that's how I, I understand this role because I, I don't have any other impression of it you know and I unfortunately had you know unfortunately he didn't start in anything after that yeah you know, so. of course yeah, yeah um, really amazing um, I don't know much about the behind the scenes process or what the methods or intentions were of Nolan were but like mm-hmm. somehow they managed to make a, a specific um, un- I would even say unique iteration of Batman work mm-hmm. on the big screen very yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So before we move to Star Wars, which I assume will take the rest of our time for this episode, uh, I, have thoughts. I have to ask this. Mm-hmm. Because my marketing mentor uh, talked to me about this as well, and we had a very interesting conversation about it. What do you think about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? And how would you compare or differentiate his Joker with Heath Ledger's Joker? Um, I think they reach for completely different things. Um, I think the Joker, the recent 2019 Joker movie, um, does a lot of things that, you know, they aim at different directions. Mm-hmm. They don't at all, for me, equate to the same person. Okay. Um, because, like I said, Heath Ledger's Joker, I like to imagine more as an enigma. Like, sure, he could have a backstory, but I don't ever want to know what it is. Um, in Joaquin... Phoenix's Joker. You want to know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We know who Arthur we know, was. Exactly, yeah. And we see him go through the transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that movie brings up really interesting points that uh, another movie in 2019 did. Well, we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, wherein the older I get and the more I'm enveloped in you know real life and society, the harder it is to root for the estranged billionaire who lives in his mansion outside of the city limits beating up poor people on welfare checks you know what I mean like the harder it is it poses a good question of I guess like Batman is fictional so we can safely root for Batman Mm -hmm. because we know that like because we know because the authors tell us that he's always doing the right thing Mm -hmm. we know that um, he's not like evading taxes we -hmm. know that he's not misappropriating funds for his business but the what I think is interesting about the Joker in 2019 is that they pose the question where okay don't look at Batman as a real person Um, look at him I mean don't look at Batman as a fictional character look at him like as if he's a real person here's Batman in a position here's Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne in a position where you can equate them to people in real life where Thomas Wayne can be the billionaire um, who's running for office and like does he really have the best interests of people or is he just another upper class person who just thinks he knows what's best for everybody else everybody else um and it's weird because 
that's a unique position where they can get us to root for the Joker because he's not the same Joker as as uh, yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker. Definitely. He's not a force for chaos. He's not necessarily an anarchist for the same reasons. He is an anarchist because he's lost faith in the system, a system that's failed him. Yeah. And others like him time and time again. And yeah. so they they force us to ask like, all right, so you know, which one are you? Which where do you fall here? Um, and I think that's something that Joaquin's jo- uh, Phoenix's Joker does very specifically. I mean, I'm not even speaking about his performance because I think it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but like in terms of how they fit as a movie and the and the character in their movies, um, I guess those are my thoughts there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like uh, I like the part where you said that for. Heath's Joker you don't want to know like or and you don't know you don't ever find out how he came to be he's just there he was written in the sense that he just comes in and mm-hmm. you know just fucks everything up basically mm-hmm. and um, for Joaquin's Joker it's super different you um, you see how exactly he came to be yeah mm-hmm. so anyway we move on to Star Wars now you have notes so um <laughs> Do you want me to start, or would you like to start? I, uh, if you don't mind, I'll start with just uh, a question first. Can, yeah. yeah, okay. Are you happy with how the new trilogy played out? Um, yes, I You are? It. I enjoyed it. Okay. But, dear listeners... <laughs> there okay. we go. But, Off comes the gloves. Did I say that well? Yes. Okay. Um, I Off enjoyed it. I enjoyed it in the same way I enjoyed Return of the Jedi in that it is super cheesy it is it's it's, it's so cheesy and so disnified to force a happy ending and, and where everything works um so in that regard like yeah how can you kind of not enjoy it that's the entire point is that like they'll just like make things good but i don't think it was good i don't think it was very good though i really enjoyed it if that makes sense okay so show your work because so, yeah I'm going to read from tidbits of a conversation I had with some friends after the movie. Um, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was not a good movie, but I loved it. Um, It was appropriate for it to be that cheesy, same as Return of the Jedi. Um, Return of the Jedi had Ewoks, and it had magical endings, and it had, like, Mm -hmm. teddy bears fighting in the jungle, and, like, you know, everything coming together nicely, and then, like, a redeemed, like, redeemed force ghosts coming into play. They basically forced it to have a happy ending. Which I think works. I mean, like, honestly, it's the same thing. I think it was just as cheesy as Return of the Jedi was cheesy. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of the plot points were strange. Some of the action scenes were okay, but mm-hmm. in my opinion, they don't really hold a candle to previous ones. Yeah, um, some strange points were that uh, right off the bat, the Knights of Ren were built up over, like, two movies. We barely know anything about them, and they appeared... And I, when they were fighting uh, Kylo Ren, I was like, are these really the Knights of Ren? Like, I had to ask, because they had, one, yeah. zero personality, which is fine if you want to just make them some faceless soldiers. Uh, but I thought the whole concept of the Knights of Ren, where these were students that were trained in the Jedi ways under Luke, that mm-hmm. were turned by Kylo Ren specifically, 
and he seems seemingly has no emotional connection with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought the whole one of the strong points about the thi- the Sith was that they let their emotions fly. Yeah, they're a lot to love. They're a lot to hate. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a lot to do both equally. Yeah, um, but I feel like that's a narrative that was really mostly explored in the prequels, and then in and these are ones they just you know they kind of fell short. Like, where was that connection? What am I supposed to feel about the Knights of Ren? I didn't even get a good look at them. Do they look cool? Are they supposed to be good warriors? Yeah. I don't know. Kylo Ren was able to pretty handily hold his own against them, which yeah. I guess naturally, but it wasn't even a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Another thing that I guess was weirdest to me and stuck out was the weird CGI de-aging of Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, not even just the de-aging, but the CGI. It was just... The way the scenes played out was this. Character who is alive, an actual ca- like real life um, person would say most of the scenes exposition. Like they'd be like, "Oh, but what are we gonna do about this? I just don't know." And Liao would then give a one word like answer that was a pre- obviously pre recorded audio, like "no," or like "never underestimate a droid." Like it's just obviously pre recorded, mm-hmm. and it just. Obviously, they're just trying to fit it in there. Um, I, I thought it would have been okay had Carrie Fisher died, or mm-hmm. Princess Leia died, you know, yeah, like yeah. either in the previous movie or, yeah. you know, I don't know, in between the panels, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. I think, like, you know, Ray legit had whole conversations with Leia, and Leia was just like, no, because they didn't have the audio <laughs> to, yeah, for yeah, that specific Don't have it in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Also, the also the amount of fake out deaths that we saw—it happened like seven times. Which ones? Where we would see like, oh no, this character died. Oh no, they're alive. So many times. Chewie. Oh no, he's dead. Three minutes later, here he is. He's alive. <laughs> like how many times does that happen? Oh no, Finn's on. Finn was on that boat. Okay, he's alive. Oh no, this person's dead. Kylo Ren fell down the well. He's alive. Yeah. How? All right, guys. Like. Stop yeah, playing with my emotions, yeah, damn it! kind of lose the effect after the first couple of times. I'm like, of course he's not dead now. I know you're just going to bring him back. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think... Like, I don't know. Um, hold on, I'm going through my notes. It's okay. Edit somehow. Feel free. Oh, there's another one of... Here's another issue I have. Um, the weird force ghosts. Okay. The voices. Not even the voices. Literally, Luke, the Force Ghost, okay. who can now interact and summon things out of the immaterial plane. <laughs> Kylo Ren's like, hey, I got your MacGuffin, one of your two MacGuffins, and I crushed it. So now, I, the only way that you can get to Palpatine is with me. And I'm like, wow, that's a really interesting like way to force a, a you know, an unsteady alliance between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Luke comes out of nowhere... As a force ghost, it's like, hey, you know that thing Kylo Ren broke that uh, means that uh, you can't proceed in the plot without him? Well, here's another one out of my pocket. And he just pulls it out and gives it to him! <laughs> and he's like, oh, by the way, yo, homie, here's, here's my lightsaber. What? Where did you pull this from? Since when? Can't they just do everything then? Like, can't just Luke just do everything? I don't know. Um... Uh, fair point, fair point. Yeah. I guess I, I also thought it was kind of funny, not the thing that happened, but the way it was done. Uh, 
Raylo. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when they they kissed briefly, and I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, I, I I'm not a you know, not a non-supporter of it. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, people have made the point that oh, but Kyle's supposed to be a despicable fascist. Yeah, man, but it's Star Wars. It's not. It's not like real. <laughs> like so with Darth Vader, and somehow he was redeemed. Yeah. Um, and then they kiss. And I heard someone in the theater next to me start clapping, but then instantly Kylo Ren slumps over and dies and disappears. And I heard her go, <gasps> and I was laughing really hard. And I'm sorry to that person, but I thought <laughs> it was foul. Also, all right, I, I'll stop going on my individual rants. Mm-hmm. Um, just I want to close it out. Here's one thing that really bugged me: JJ Disney, you cowards, just make Finn and, Finn and Poe gay. Yeah, just make them gay. Yeah, all exactly. Right? Like, they introduced... What's the, official, what's the official hashtag for that? Is there a hashtag for that? I, I feel like there might be. There should be. There should just, be. Just make them gay. I mean, they clearly had great chemistry since Force Awakens together. Yeah, exactly. Um, clearly, the... I mean, not even gay. Make make uh, Finn bi. I mean, I know he had a... The implied he had a thing for Rey. Right? Yeah. And, and even Rose. But, like, yeah. clearly chemistry was between Poe and Finn. I felt like they had a lot of on-screen chemistry. They yeah. worked well together. Um... Clearly, Ray is not interested in him. They introduced Rose, and then for some reason, just retconned her out of it, <laughs> like in the final movie. And then, just to prove that they weren't gay, they gave Poe a random, literally faceless—not literally, but like you know, she, we, Carrie. They they put Carrie Russell in the movie to be Poe's love interest, mm-hmm. just to be like, just so Disney could be like, guys, these they aren't gay. All right, yeah, yeah. look, he had a girlfriend. They aren't gay. <laughs> just make them gay. They even gave, like, Finn another potential love interest. And they were like, see, he's really not gay. So, but but th- what that means is by the end of it, like, no one ends up with anyone. Which, okay, yeah, sure, you don't have to, but, like, you you, you started so many th- story threads of romance yeah. and then didn't end it anymore. Yeah, you didn't resolve it. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, just make them gay. I don't know, but related to that last point, I don't know what it is with Disney still, you know, uh, I, I don't even know how to term it specifically, mm-hmm. but they play things out a certain way mm-hmm. where they're, can I call it conservative? Yeah. They're still conservative I mean, they're, they're, in their they're ways. They're yeah. upholding of a status quo. They're afraid to upset anyone. They yeah. play it too safe. Yeah. This was actually my fear mm-hmm. um, when, uh, when I first found out that they were acquiring... Uh, Marvel and um, Star Wars, basically, uh, the rights to those um, mega franchises was that they would influence it so much. They would, they would, they would influence too much in terms of the direction and how things were getting executed. I mean, hey, it's we're already in the new decade, it's twenty twenty. So, I mean, of course, they 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 can they can stick to uh, however they want to do things, but I just feel like. From a humanity standpoint, you know they could at the very, they could at least revisit. Yeah. You know, they could at least do a second. They could at least second guess themselves for a bit there. I think that's um, my initial problem with this the star the Star Wars um, news trilogy in the first place. And I'm not saying that like I don't like the films because I do. I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just take more risks. Like they were not taken. So. Yeah. There's, I really liked uh, Last Jedi because it posed some interesting questions that I wanted them to explore regarding the Sith and um, the Jedi, which is that, like, are, 
either of them really right, the right way to go about things? You know? Sith, uh, like, sure, the Jedi are supposed to be the good guys, they maintain order, but what, at the cost of emotional suppression and, like, like just kind of making yourself numb to everything? I mean, that's what they preach, right? No emotion, like, it's the path to the dark side, just, like, maintain order, like... But then on the other side, you have the Sith, where, yeah, let your emotions fly free. Like, be angry and love and, like, be upset and be sad. And these mm-hmm. are things that I genuinely believe that we should all express. Uh, but they're also kind of evil, you know, and fascist. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, then Kylo Ren explores the uh, idea of, like, no, f- fuck that. Like, fuck the Sith. Fuck the Jedi. You and me, let's start something new. Let's, like, let's not do a light side. Let's not do a dark side. Let's just you know, exist the way we're supposed to exist. I feel like that was the implication I was getting at, and that that was what they were hinting at, and then by the end of the movie, in the end, they just, there's a light side and a dark side again. Like, why would you yeah. do that? Um, that's one of, like, take take that risk, you know, yeah. like, switch up Star Wars like that. I, I think it, it it's such a huge universe, and I think it really could benefit from, like, exploring other things like mm-hmm. that. Like, um... My last point about Star, the new Star Wars, um, the thing I thought was the funniest thing, mm-hmm. they gave Chewie a medal at the end of the movie. <laughs> Bitch, you are like 40 years too late. <laughs> you were supposed to give that medal to him in a, in a new hope, you fuckers. And then you don't give him to him until literally all of his friends die. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, so... Here's that metal we kind of owe you. Like, what was he supposed to be like? Thanks. This is great. I'll show this to all my dead friends. Like, fuck, fuck you. If I was Chewie, just fucking slap that shit out of her head. Like, what? <laughs> bitch, like, you should have given this to me ages ago. What in the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my final that's my final piece there. I have a lot of points, but honestly, yeah, I could do that forever. I'll probably go on a Twitter rant about it, because that's all <laughs> I use Twitter for anyway. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, the whole starting something new mm-hmm. uh, thing a while ago you were talking about, I, f- I feel like that was there was a good potential for a high school musical-like segue there. <laughs> it's the start of something new. I mean, I wish I could harmonize at the same time. That would be cool, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, it's so hard to talk about Star Wars nowadays. For me, at least. Because I feel like, compared to the other trilogies, I don't have much to say about this one. I mean, I'm kind of glad that it still existed, Mm -hmm. that we had three more movies, Mm -hmm. and that uh, we technically ended this previous decade with another run mm-hmm. more or less I don't know like I always thought that when it comes to Ray's story at least they mm-hmm. would make her related to I don't know maybe Obi-Wan I, or somebody else I really like the idea of her not being related to anyone I mean it's a huge okay. universe why are all the force <laughs> basic force users one of two okay you know? Okay. Um, but that's just me yeah. like I, I get what they did it's just I mean, even the introduction of Palpatine, if he was the big bad of, like, how yeah. many movies? Like, six. Yeah. And they brought him back in, a, in the beginning text, text scroll. Oh, through some suspicious audio that we heard, Palpatine's back? Woo! What? 
fucking audio. Like, where? How are you gonna bring them back like that? They just—it's the first line of the text scroll at the beginning. Yeah. Show us the movie. What? What is this? Like, there's—I—I'm I, a big fan of storytelling told, um, but between the panels, so to speak. Um, and when I say that, I'm referring to, I guess, a comic book because you know mm-hmm. there's an act, there's like a bit where you see and another bit, but there's a small moment between those two panels mm-hmm. where there's some things you're not seeing, okay. and a lot of times I feel like there's an implication of maybe a character self-reflectiveness, the way they feel from one issue to another, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I do not think that's the place for very important story beats such as Palpatine <laughs> being alive and a weird. Yeah. Necropolis a zombie with apparently like a thousand followers just sitting in a dark room <laughs> with him while he's hooked yeah. up to this big machine mm-hmm. uh, and he apparently now you see me as some like a Starfleet uh, like of I don't know I like that <laughs> they just don't seem to know how to escalate the threat um, they're like alright so in Force Awakens um, let's just you know it'll be um It'll be a Death Star. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, in the next one, like a bigger Death Star. Oh, okay. Uh, what about this one? Um, you want to do a bigger Death Star? No, 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 no. Let's do us. Let's do just more. How about that? More Death Stars. <laughs> okay. Just I I don't know. I feel so. Here's here's the thing. Like you were talking about Disney acquiring the rights to things, and I think mm-hmm. they do play it too safe. Um, I think part of one. I wouldn't say advantage, but one thing that comes from that is when they do side things like shows, they're kind of afraid to lean into their major franchises because they don't have, I feel, as much reach and control over their TV series or other properties as they do their movies because they know their their movies are going to reach even more people. Mm -hmm. So what happens then is like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't... It's implied that it's in the same it's in the same universe, but they don't really mesh that much. You don't see mm-hmm. no one in Avengers really even realizes Phil Coulson is still alive. Yeah. But guys, he he's still alive. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty shitty, you know, considering it? the relationships. But here's it. where it comes into play as um, maybe not a good thing, but something that was fortunate. Uh, the Mandalorian. I don't okay. know if you've seen The Mandalorian. I've seen one or two episodes so far. So here's where I think it benefits, is that The Mandalorian, like Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's, it's in the same universe as Star Wars. Mandalorian's the same universe as Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not in the same storyline. It's completely removed. It's a side thing. Okay. And I think that's great because there's so much going on in the Star Wars universe between the panels mm-hmm. where you can explore... Things like, um, sorry, that was okay. Um, we'll fix it in post. Okay, I might have to get it. Yeah, cool. So one second. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just uh, talk for a bit. I'll edit it up. Right. So Sammy's off to check visitor wise. Okay, he's coming back now. I think it's good. Yeah, we are having a great run so far, and the commercial ends now. <clears throat> okay, so um, to my point, um, I think that Mandalorian would kind of decrease by you know having someone there being like the long lost offspring of like Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. I think it's specifically good because because it's not tied to those franchises. They have the freedom 
to make their characters into whoever they want. I feel like they couldn't do that in, in, in the, the new trilogy because they still had to be in line with like the previous trilogies that came before it. They had to like, oh, they can't just make Rey anyone because mm-hmm. we still need her to be related to Palpatine. We've got to explain these loose ends. Um, but what's good about the Mandalorian is that they can do whatever they want. They have that freedom to introduce a new Yoda who is a baby. You know what I mean? Like, they <laughs> yeah. can do that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's one thing that's cool that benefits them. Yeah. So just to reiterate mm. quickly, Sheev of everybody Ray could be related to? Okay, and Bran. That's it. That's just it for me. I mean, I'm just like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I mean, this is coming from somebody who's not really super invested in Star Wars anymore. And I don't want to think that that's a bad thing. It's just, I guess, with a lot of things in life, it goes with the seasons. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think that at least, in terms of my ability to invest my attention into something as vital as Star Wars in my life growing up, I feel like they could have... Yeah, they could have gone with somebody else. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. to your point... Maybe just not anyone at all, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I mean... I... I don't know. I feel like they told no s- new stories. You know what I mean? Like, the struggle of, like, oh, is it my... Oh, wait. <laughs> also, what kind of fucking child? At the beginning, there's a child who's like, what's your name? She's like, right. What's your last name? Ex- fucking excuse you. I have my privacy. That's... Pri- what, what child will go up to someone and ask them for, like... Uh, yeah, what's your name? Oh, I'm Sam. Um, your last name? Oh, well, go fuck yourself, asshole. Like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? You just met me. you asking me for my first and last name. You guys searched me on Facebook yeah. or something? I just thought it was also funny how it was such a specific... She asked the specific question that would, like, kind of trigger Ray. Like, <laughs> so, Ray, about your parents? Oh, no. Like, what? like who asks these questions? <laughs> I don't know. And at the end, the lady's like, who are you? Ray. Last name, fuck. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, who yeah, she's like, I Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was sweet. I think I actually cried at that part. I mean, I'm like, I, oh. I, I like what they intended to do. Um, but I think the execution, like, why, I guess, did you bury Leia's s- lightsaber also in a place that was specifically where Luke grew up? Yeah. Um, I don't know what connection Leia had there. You know, I think these are things that are good in concept when you think about them. Like, oh, what if this? What if that? Like, oh, what if, like, um, what if Ray was actually a Palpatine? That'll explain it. Yeah, these are fun fan discussions, but I, I don't think that these are things that personally would have made um, compelling stories. Okay. That was fun as shit. So, you know, who the fuck yeah. am I? They made their money. Yeah. I guess it yeah. worked. Also, I guess with the. Uh well, you know, in relation to the discussion about Disney and how they do their business, I guess a lot of people might agree with me on this. They, I think Disney focuses more on the post part. I mean, as much as we t- keep talking about fixing things in post, yeah. they focus more on the expansion. So, like, the theme parks, the mm-hmm. merchandise, mm-hmm. I think, that they could really uh, grow their businesses on. I think, yeah. yeah so I agree. Um, that's why they gave Kylo Ren a new helmet that just had little glowy lines, right? <laughs> that's a, so they can sell more action figures. Yeah. I mean, looking back, uh, Kylo had the original helmet in the mm-hmm. first one. In the second one, the uh, helmet gets destroyed, so he's like, yep, uh, he's, he's in the Kylo. nude, yep. at least in t- for his face. Mm-hmm. 
And then in the third one, he's got a new client. So yeah, that's three different action figures you can capitalize on yeah, at the exactly. very least. Three different looks. Oh, and now they got uh, they got Ray with a yellow lightsaber in the last second, Jeez. which means that you can sell yellow lightsabers and say it's Ray's oh, lightsaber. Oh yeah, yeah. Capitalism. Yeah, capitalism. Listen, Star Wars, because I know you're listening. Uh, Star <laughs> Wars, the person. Just take more risks. Yeah. All right, that's all I'm asking. Uh, this was I, I like how you mentioned Marvel before, um, and mm-hmm. that, that was what you're afraid of. Because for me, I acknowledge that Iron Man three was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I it's not. I, I was kind of disappointed when I saw it. I, in fact, I was very disappointed. And I think Iron Man three. Yes. Okay. Which is weird because I think most people really like it, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good movie. Um, you just didn't. I missed it. yeah. So you watch Iron Man one and even Iron Man two, and it had a, a theme going on where you know Iron Man's like kind of this like you know you play ACDC when he enters the scene he's like he does what he wants he's kind of like a like, yeah. you know and then in in 3 it very much felt disnified as in I get that it was part of the story that he was not in an Iron Man suit for most of the time mm-hmm. but then like the ending they kind of like storybook ending it where they're like oh and then thanks to this technology uh, somehow uh, somehow um, they fixed my heart thing. Uh, so all the shrapnel's <laughs> gone. So I'm all better, guys. What's the fucking point there? Because they just keep the, he just keeps it on his chest anyway? What's the fucking point? Hey? <laughs> I don't understand what, what, what they're, what they're, what they're, what they're yeah. going for. Um, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna, you know, I have a lot to say about, um, yeah. Iron Man 3. I have one friend who I have a concurrent, um, like years long debate with over Iron Man mm-hmm. so um, would you like to share more about that like what is it what well, does it cover it, he like it, I think it discusses a lot of good themes you know it, it really it covers PTSD um, okay and I think that's important because you know in a world where your worldview is defined by science and things that you can understand it, it's understandably shocked by things when you discover there's alien life out there like things that you cannot yet explain mm-hmm. uh, and I get that but it just feels like they cut some really important story threads short just for the sake of it being part of Disney. So in Iron Man 1 and in Iron Man 2, there was a lot of hints towards Tony's alcoholism, mm-hmm. which um, is part is, is one of, if not the most famous uh, storyline in Iron Man's comic book history was Demon in a Bottle, where uh, Tony Stark had to deal with his own alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And they were really hinting at, like not even hinting, implying, but they were doing it. They were moving in that direction. And Iron Man 2, he got drunk several times and it was mm-hmm. just a general asshole. It was really affecting his, his, his day-to-day routine and doing everything. I mean, um, he was drinking and driving, you know, like, yeah. but Disney can't have that. Yeah. Right? So you, they completely scrapped it. I don't, you know, sure, I get it, Disney. I get why you did it. It's just, I kind of felt like there was more to explore in that area. Yeah. Um, I understand the what you were trying to go with for the PTSD angle. I just also felt that, well, you know, he's been in a literal war zone and that didn't seem to phase him. Um, he, he's met... I, I, I get the concept of it being because his worldview was completely rocked. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot more to explore. Yeah. You know, um, I just felt like it kind of lost the cool Iron Man edge you know how um, in in Spider-Man Far From Home mm-hmm. um, when he kind of dons the mantle of like becoming like his own superhero um, and being worthy of the, the same kind of responsibility that Tony's that Iron Man had 
it plays ACDC. Oh, yeah. I remember it. Uh, I, I know I'm harking on the ACDC point, but I just, it's not really the music, it's the mm-hmm. tone that they kind of gave um, when Iron Man was working on that. Um, that they, I feel, kind of disregarded in mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. I'm not even counting the weird, stupid plot hairs like you just invited a terrorist to your house and you seemingly have zero defenses for it. I don't know what you expected to happen there. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, what? They're actually coming? Like, you didn't expect them to show up? Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> I mean, there's people in your house. It's just, you don't even have, you don't have nothing. You don't, I mean, okay. Yeah, listen. Okay. So what do you think is next for the whole thing? I mean, well, I, and I'm asking legitimately because I really don't know what's next. Like, I'm not caught up mm-hmm. like uh, on the interwebs. Or, um, yeah, for Marvel and for Star Wars, I guess. Sure. I, well, I guess they're pushing their Disney Plus, right? I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen any of the teasers. Um, I think they're going to be interesting because I think especially a lot of them have, um, like I said, because they're not the movies, they have a lot more freedom to tell more compelling character-driven stories mm-hmm. rather than being... Um, like pressured into making universe ending threats um, you know how I said I was talking about um, oh in the new trilogy like Death Star a bigger Death Star and then more Death Stars um, and then kind of as a parallel to that the Mandalorian doesn't have a world ending threat it has character compelling stories and character development and I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to um, things like WandaVision or mm-hmm. things like um like Bucky and Captain America yeah. where is that what it's called? I think so yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to you know seeing the actors being forced to portray their like range and I'm looking forward to seeing how that kind of is yeah. explored not I guess forward but in like a sideways mm-hmm way and it, yeah that's uh, yeah. that's pretty much it so hopefully they have the freedom to do more interesting definitely yeah there. I mean I also can't wait I mean if they decide to go for the like explosion levels mm-hmm. of um, storylines and, and you know like mm-hmm. films in mm-hmm. general like I know for a fact that they acquired a few other um, superhero groups if I may call them mm-hmm. a super group mm-hmm. Um, not of the musical kind, but the hero and villain kind mm-hmm. now. So I guess we can kind of expect that they do something with that in the future, though mm-hmm. with regards to when, it's a bit difficult to tell. But Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think part of one thing that I'm really excited for is, uh, like, so here's, here's one of the things that I think um, they can kind of get away with with kind of smaller or lesser known franchises which I think the new phases of Marvel movies are going to be um, like we're gonna I'm just looking for a name here <laughs> uh, oh okay um, like Blade for example mm-hmm. so Blade's had three movies before um, but now they but the thing is not a lot of people know about Blade from the comics they just know that he's a vampire hunter so Mm -hmm. they have the freedom to kind of take liberties with his story and with the way they tell it you know they're not relegated into being like oh we gotta show his parents dying you know what I mean Mm -hmm. they can do something different and I think that's interesting and I'm really excited for Mm Shang-Chi 
mm-hmm. um, Sima Lee. So finally an Asian, um, you know, Marvel hero. And I okay. think uh, it'll be cool. I really want, like, a, a old kung fu, like, style superhero flick. Um, and yeah. I think it'll be really cool because nobody really knows much about Shang-Chi. So they have yeah. the freedom to do true, something true. without yeah. the pressure from people. It's true. Um, so here's hoping. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. So, yeah, I guess moving on to last points about um, what we discussed. What do you think? Uh, are we now, like our generation, uh, the generation that exists today, shall we thank our lucky stars that we have what we have in terms of uh, pop culture? 100%. And, uh, right? I feel like me personally, I'm in a golden age as a person who's read these comic books growing up. Like, when they made a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I'm like, how the fuck you make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Like, you made Groot and Rocket Raccoon. Really think about who, what those characters are. How did they make them into movies? Like, how did you get the talking alien tree and the, the, the talking raccoon, who's a demolitions expert, <laughs> into a movie and then make me feel sad, like, with emotional story beats? It's just... I'm at the point where they are they're like pulling stuff out of like very obscure like holes to, to tell stories and I think it's great. I dude, even Iron Man, I never in my life imagined when I was reading comics growing up that I would see an amazing like an Iron Man movie. Yeah. I think the choice that we have is amazing. And the thing is that what these movies have done now is they ensure us that it's not the last we see of them. So oh, yeah part of my big investment with the Deadpool movie because Dead- Deadpool was one of my if not like my favorite comic books mm-hmm. um, was that if they fuck up Spider-Man or Batman I think that's fine you know why because they're just going to make another one Yeah. if they fuck up the Deadpool movie that's the last we're going to see of Deadpool for a while yeah. but they didn't fuck it up so that's great so now he's yeah. like a name and that's what's happened with Guardians of the Galaxy too and Captain Marvel now we're at the point where if they fuck these things up they're going to make another one eventually you know yeah. Right, so I guess we are uh, down to our last few seconds or minutes yeah, I of guess, this episode. Uh, yeah, kind of took over a lot of rants. Um, <laughs> this was a good, uh, yeah, this was a good catch up on a lot of the <laughs> backlog of uh, yeah. of pop culture things that we've yeah. just kind of not talked about uh, yeah. in a while. Um, I'm sure there's a ton that we've missed, but. That's for the next few episodes, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so Jim and Sab, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been very therapeutic. And yeah, I guess the uh, whole idea of doing this podcast anyway was to be a platform of sorts, you know, regardless of the, uh, the intentions in the first place. But yeah, really great. Really, yeah. great. really great run for today. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, thanks, everyone, to whoever listened for listening. Um, now time for our signature sign-off from Al Delfino. You're, here's, here's, looking at, here's looking at your kids. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you were going to go for stay tuned and that it couldn't get any worse than that. But I, oh, my God. I was, I was trying to throw stuff at the walls. This did not stick. So, um, yeah. But isn't that life anyway? We just... Yeah. Constantly, you know, you right? Know there you go. So, you know what? Here's a signature sign-off from Aldo Delfino. That's, that's life. That's life. That's life. That's life. That's life. 
see you guys in the next episodes uh, soon enough I'm sure we'll be able to establish our online presence we'd love to hear from you and uh, yeah stay tuned for that so yeah. see you guys uh, Tito Jeff is uh, settling setting up our online yeah. presence right now so uh, hopefully we'll have more to share with you and hopefully that's some of how how some of you uh, get to know about this so yeah Quick thing about uh, Tito Jeff working on that. He's working with his Rolodex right now. So uh, we'll, we'll get to you eventually. Yeah, it'll, it'll arrive. It'll arrive. It'll arrive. Yeah. Hey, guys. See ya. Thank you.